0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. What do you know about the actor Benedict Cumberbatch? I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm pretty sure my next guest can correct me on that. I'm also very certain that you would not know one-tenth of what she knows about this British actor. Tabitha Carvin has written a book called This Is Not A Book about Benedict Cumberbatch. Amongst its many, many innocuous facts about the man, it's also about rediscovering yourself and a sense of joy. Hi, Tabitha. Welcome to Feed, Play, Love.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me
0: you describe your experience of motherhood as a kind of shattering of self, but you also say you don't think you had postnatal depression. And that actually resonates very strongly with me because it, it had a similar effect when I became a mother and in, when I've moved on in life, I remember talking to my GP a few years after my kids had kind of left the toddler stage, and she said to me, "You know, I think you were pretty borderline postnatal depressed." And I was like, "Oh, really? I just, I just thought that was parenthood." So I'm wondering how you actually separate the two, or if you were able to.
1: That's a very good question. I mean, I think that uh, I was quite affected by the fact that my best friend had a baby very much at the same time as me. And she clearly had postnatal depression. I mean, she was serious. uh, And kind of witnessing how incapacitated she was and just what a toll it took. I mean, it didn't occur to me that anything I was experiencing, which was just completely insignificant in comparison, could be in the same category. But of course, you know, it's a spectrum.
0: Like,
1: (laughs) there's a range. Um, I think the other thing that, made me make that comment in the book which is was at the time it it wasn't that bad like it was just it felt you're so preoccupied by the day-to-day tasks of of raising children that you don't i i didn't really have time to think you know am i happy am i depressed you know mental personal mental health check my children were healthy i was healthy physically healthy uh you know we had things to do and i just felt absorbed and preoccupied and it kind of wasn't until my youngest child was one uh, that i was kind of got shocked out of that state of mind and was like you know maybe i maybe i'm not happy with where i am at, at this point i'm quite grateful that i didn't question it as it was happening to me it meant it meant that I could keep going.
0: Well, it is, a, it is a very kind of, in inverted commas, normal experience in that the things that you're doing are very everyday. So like you say, you're looking after the kids, you're washing the clothes, you're feeding your children, you're doing all those things that when I look back, I remember people, you know, people wanted to catch up and there was just no time. And sometimes I find it really hard to explain even to myself why I had no time. But when they're small, you you really can't do anything else except for those sometimes very tedious, monotonous and boring things. I mean, our children are, we know that. But when you put it all together. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's extraordinary. Like And like you say, you really do forget. I remember... Uh, my mum getting frustrated because I wasn't answering her calls and, <laughs> um, and her messaging me, I don't remember not having the time to return a phone call. And i, I just was like, then, then you have forgotten.
0: <laughs> I reckon she might have. I reckon she yeah, might have. Yeah, because,
1: yeah, that's exactly, I mean, that's what it is. You just, you don't have time for anything else because even when there is some kind of gap, uh, <laughs> you have to use it to prepare for the next onslaught of mundane <laughs>
0: activities. There's,
1: there's just no free free time in, in
0: the day. None at all. And yet, and yet at some point in all of that monotony, you found time to fall in love with Benedict Cumberbatch. Tell me about the first time you really noticed him.
1: Yeah, so as I said, it, it happened when I was out of the weeds somewhat. So I had one child who was just two and one who was one. And um, I had seen, I mean, I had seen almost everything he had been in just coincidentally up until that (laughs) point and had had thought he was fine. Like he looks very different in all his roles and I found that hard to keep track of. And then uh, one evening sat down to watch an episode of Sherlock, a show I had seen many times before and i was just captivated by (laughs) absolutely inexplicably captivated by this man on the screen and it's uh he it just it's i wish i could do a better job of explaining it but the reality is like a man i had seen a hundred times before looked different (laughs) after i saw him after time 101 and uh he he there was something Something stirred within me, shall we say? That? Shall I, we say? See, the way
0: you are laughing now, you can feel this in the book as you're writing about it. And so I was so conflicted for so long because I'm thinking, did she did she really fall in love with Benedict Cumberbatch or is she just making fun of him? Because <laughs> it because you have such a sense of humor about this whole experience or let's say this uh, newfound interest in him, um, is that intentional, that that <laughs> laughing at oneself?
1: I mean, it's silly. I mean, a point I try and make in the book is that it's it, it matters to me, like it's important to me, but it's objectively a silly thing. It doesn't it doesn't, it's not important. And that is actually what is so wonderful about it. Like it's extremely trivial uh, and serves no purpose other than just fun and uh, it being very playful and something that makes me laugh uh, at myself is part of, of, is part of the enjoyment. But as to the question of did I fall in love? It's, it's I don't know if you had this kind of experience when you were a teenager. But that is the only experience I had had up until this point. And if you can remember that feeling of uh,
0: being obsessed with or. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. My a, first love was Karate it, Kid. Ah,
1: great. Good one. Excellent. <laughs> That's, uh, I endorse that. Um, yeah, I mean, it feels it feels like love. Like, of course, I didn't fall in love with Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know him, <laughs> uh, it, but I uh, the feeling that my interest in him generated in me—it's a replication of the feelings of love. Like, it's mm. it's a kind of infatuation, and it is kind of it is exciting and um, you know is energizing in exactly the same way. That that love is, but of course, yeah, I, I'm not under any illusion that I
0: actually know him. <laughs> well, <laughs> please, do you do you not know him? I mm, I think you might, uh, but listen, something you said just then is also hilarious in the fact that you think you were out of the weeds when your children were one and two. Come on, <laughs> now, you're not out of the weeds yet. You're still <laughs> well down in the trenches at that point, and I think that's that is also something that's so important about you discovering Benedict Cumberbatch, um, which we will get to in a minute, the importance of these frivolous feelings. But as much as you can identify now that part of the enjoyment is the silliness of it, how did you uh, sort of feel about your response to him at the time? Like, was it shocking? Was it like, it sounds unexpected?
1: Oh I mean it was it was awful like it it was uh you know a, an alternating current of uh just <laughs> infatuation and profound shame <laughs> and uh and f- and a, a fear in a way like of what was happening like it just seemed it was completely out of character for me to have uh this <laughs> this happened to me it seemed it felt like a strange mental break. Uh, and, you know, I think your hormones are running a little um, wild uh, at when you, I had just finished breastfeeding. Uh, and, I, and I had, because my kids are so close in age, I'd had this ongoing pregnancy breastfeeding cycle that seemed to go on for thousands of years. So <laughs> when it ended, I do think I was like quite, uh, <laughs> I was alert to any, Kind of hormonal change and i thought this is some kind of strange uh, you know it's happening to me i'm not choosing this to happen it's uh it's it's <laughs> an external force in a way that like an addiction is uh and i so i spent a long time just very quietly worrying what it meant uh, what it meant about my my feelings towards my husband what it meant towards my feelings towards my children that this was what i was choosing to spend my time thinking about when i you know should be thinking about them mm. and just kind of hoping it would go away and i just and i mean you know, i felt deeply ashamed because it's extremely like it's a juvenile immature typical interest to have and that is certainly you know i i put that side of myself away when i kind of turned 16 and I was not in the market to get it back. So it's, uh, it, it felt very much like an, an emotional regression. It felt like a mental breakdown and, like, and an emotional regression.
0: And of course, because you're a writer, the most logical step in that process is to then write a book and do some research. And in the process of you writing this book, you reached out to women who were in a similar state of interest I see I'm avoiding the word obsession deliberately you can,
1: I think it's fine to call it, an is obsession,
0: it, it okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you reached out to women who had a similar obsession thinking that perhaps you might be the only one and discovering that by no means were you the only one is there really such a thing as a cumber bitch? <laughs> or did you make that one up
1: no, I, no, absolutely. I wish I came up with Cumberbitch. Oh, my God. I'd, I'd, I'd retire on that one. Um, no, I mean, it, it, he's got an enormous fandom, which I knew, but I I thought that they were all young women. Uh, and then, I mean, to my shame, I also thought that they were, you know, unhinged or that they were embarrassing themselves by by having this kind of interest. But when I, like you said, connected with all these other people, I discovered that, I mean, the the age range is just extraordinary. Like many of his fans are middle-aged and older. Like I spoke to many women in their 70s. There are many mothers. There's a lot There's a lot of, a lot of mothers. Um, and it's like these feelings are in fact, like, I mean, they're common. They're common. They're just not, uh, and they're normal. Mm. They're just not widely shared. Uh, We keep them on the down low.
0: You mentioned there that there were plenty of mothers, older women, lots of different age ranges in the group of women who had this fatal attraction to Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) Um, But you also touch on in, in those stories, you touch on how this was really an issue about control. So we're told what we can and can't like as women. And I suppose, especially when you become a mother, and as you mentioned, you were feeling senses, a sense of shame that you were thinking about Benedict Cumberbatch when you should have been thinking about your children. We are expected to live, breathe, eat and everything our kids. So can you talk to me a bit about that idea of maybe this being an escape for women when you're being told all the time what you are meant to think and feel?
1: Yeah, I mean, just practically speaking, because your time and space is utterly taken up with being a mother, if you want to do something for yourself, it's necessarily at the expense of of your mothering. Like that's the Mm -hmm. only way to make extra time is to take something away from the mothering and so i mean i think that leads to a lot of guilt um and 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 it prevents you from doing it i mean you just think that um i mean (laughs) as i say in the book how could it be a good use of my time like if if i have am so pressed for time the idea that i should make time (laughs) out of this jam-packed schedule to look at pictures of Benedict Cumberbatch on the internet i mean
0: it is just it's unthinkable like it's not productive <laughs> i lo- i love it though when you say yeah. that i feel such a sense of relief mm.
1: yeah i mean and it, but it's actually exactly what you should do
0: i mean it's it's
1: in a very very efficient way to to just carve out Something that is for yourself, and I mean, and practical when you can't, you know, you often can't leave the house with young kids is to just find something that you can throw yourself into, hopefully, shamelessly, uh, and that, that makes you happy, you know, and it doesn't have to serve any other purpose,
0: it doesn't uh, than, have to be productive, yeah,
1: yeah. And you don't need to, I, that what you've asked in your question, sorry, I um kind of took a, a long-winded <laughs> answer about control. You know, I think it, it it's good to lose some control when you're operating in such a, um, a highly highly regimented and kind of limiting environment as the, those early years of mothering can be. Uh, yeah, it's good to sometimes just feel like you're, you're letting loose on something which which doesn't make sense. You know, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're having a mental breakdown. <laughs>
0: I, I'm kind of avoiding the elephant in the room here. How, how did your husband feel about your interest in Benedict?
1: Yes, I mean, I write a whole chapter about this in the book because that's that's how big the elephant is. <laughs> uh, I think you know. So at the beginning, I didn't tell him uh, for the reasons I mentioned earlier. It felt uh, it felt uh, like traitorous it felt like 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 i was having an affair which is ridiculous because (laughs) like my husband is a real human man you know (laughs) who i live with and benedict (laughs) is just a picture from the internet um but (laughs) you know when it became apparent to him what was going on and the extent to which it uh was taking up my mind space (laughs) occupying my (laughs) mind space i mean he was he just immediately saw that it mattered to me he you know it had been such a tough few years for us as parents and (laughs) seeing that i was energized and bright eyed uh, and enthusiastic about something you know anything was just enough for him to see that this was this was not his business
0: like his business was for me to be happy <laughs> yeah. he didn't go out and print some benedict cumberbatch masks try to spice <laughs> up your sex life no well I mean, look.
1: You have to be. Of course, it spices up your sex life. Any kind of mood enhancer spices your sex. It spices up your sex life, and I, I'm sure he appreciated that. <laughs> um, but you know, he just he is. Uh, he loves me like that's, and he loved he loved watching me (laughs) love something else and he wasn't in any way threatened by it because like I said he's not he's not legal (laughs) it wasn't your neighbor (laughs) no and it is ultimately like it is yes he Benedict Cumberbatch is a person but my feelings towards him are not that different uh from what a sports fan feels about their you know lifelong support for their football team you know like Mm. it's just that kind of (laughs) (laughs) enthusiasm <laughs> <It's> <laughs> At- At- and passion, yeah. uh, and uh, he recognised it as such. So what, what a guy. guy
0: huh? oh, he's, he gets a high five <laughs> from me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was there one particular moment when you realised, actually, this is a good thing. I don't need to be ashamed of this. This is fun and I'm I'm going to enjoy it and it's going to be part of my life and part of how I enjoy my life. Was there any one moment that you can think of that, that you sort of changed your way of thinking about it? I think it
1: was, uh, I think I, it started, my feelings about it started interacting with my feelings about my daughter's interests. So watching her draw so much delight from the things she loved, which were not the things I loved, like Disney princess movies and makeup and handbags, which are not my scene. In not my uh, interest. And kind of that recognition of, you know, I I was inadvertently shaming her about those interests in a way by encouraging her to be more gender neutral in her passions. And I, I, I think that moment of realisation that I was actually shutting down what she loved in a way that girls' interests are so often shut down, whether it's, you know, when you're a preschooler like she was, or whether you know, even you're a teenager and you're shamed out of liking boy bands and shamed out of liking, you know, all the the teenage typical um, interests. Yeah, I, that's what I realized. This is this is bad news. Like if I, if I am not proud, if I'm not a proud <laughs> cum bitch, uh, you know, I am going to pass on those those that those feelings to my daughter. And you know, should I really embraced? Her passions. I tried to, you know, show unlimited support for what she loves, in the hope that, you know, she can feel like she can continue having passions for, you know, the whole of her life, and that hopefully I'm a a role model uh, in that way.
0: I I love that. I love that. I'm I'm kind of torn between wanting to go back and watch Karate Kid and. <laughs> A little bit afraid, but also wanting to watch Sherlock now. But. Mm. (laughs) Well,
1: well, you see, people keep saying, you know, should I watch Sherlock? It's like, but that was just the thing that was for me. Like, you will watch that and you'll be like, I do not get it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't get it at all. You need to just be open to, to finding the thing that is for you. Uh, mm-hmm. and it might happen uh, when you least expect it, <laughs> this is my my word of warning.
0: <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's such a funny book. It's such a delight to read and I love the message in it. Tabitha, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: That's Tabitha Carvin. Her very funny and insightful book is called This Is Not A Book About Benedict Cumberbatch.